Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a phenomenal good evening unto you. I thank and praise God for another chance and another opportunity to join you in the airwaves with the It's Real Radio talk show. We've been kind of off for a couple of weeks because of Just had to get a temperature and everything, and so 
but to God be the glory, I'm here, and I'm excited about being on the show once again. Well, bless God. I'm glad to to have you here, sir, and and for the show to come together again. And I'm so glad that you could make it because I'm I'm very very confident that you have a lot of wisdom nuggets to drop into our spirit on our subject tonight. Our title is uh, "What is the source of your strength?" and I subtitled it "The Samson Chronicles." So um, <laughs> I, like I really. I really, I really needed a man's interjection into this story. So that was where where I was when you came on the line. I was just kind of giving an um, overview of Samson and his relationship with the Philistines and with these Philistine women. Because um, as you know, his, his wife was Philistine, and then he hooked up with Delilah, and yeah, you know the, the story from there. But what was interesting is she kept coming to him and kept saying, what is the source of your strength? And and always when he was in a very vulnerable position, because the word says that he was in her lap, <laughs> not that she was in his, yeah. but he was in her lap. So that means that he had basically submitted himself to her. And and she kept asking this question, and twice he gave her gave her um, an erroneous answer. Um, but it, it it just strikes me in this story if if you've done it twice and you saw she wasn't trustworthy in the first two times that you did it because then she tried to to see if in fact you could be bound out. And part of that dialogue was. Um, commitment and fact of you know if your hair was symbolic because the bottom line was your strength was in the covenant that God made with your parents and with you to strengthen you basically. Okay, well, this is a really good topic since the, the station just completely disconnected both myself and, and DL. This is Elder Cordell James. I'm back on the line. Um, Anyway, and we're going to continue on this. So basically what I really, this is food for thought um, until DL can get back on the line and, and give us his interjection into this. But food for thought is really do you recognize that the supernatural abilities that God has given you, and we all have gifts and talent, and I want to to call those gifts and talents supernatural abilities based on the fact that they're gifts given to you by God and they have a purpose. And I want to to kind of stir up your thought pattern um, to think on this wise. Is this um, something that you have become so accustomed to, um, so used to, having these abilities so used to flowing in your anointing that you have forgotten where your anointing comes from. You've forgotten the covenant that um, you have made with God. And and the beauty of a covenant is you had a choice in making that covenant. You had a choice in choosing to follow God. It's like God said in his word that many are called, few are chosen. But the fact that you were chosen, you had to agree with the, the, the choosing of yourself. You had to say, yes, okay, you've chosen me, but I agree with what it is that you want me to do. So have we forgotten, have we gotten into a place where we have forgotten where the abilities that we possess come from and the fact that it's not in our own strength, but it is in that covenant that we have with God. Uh, CDL has made it back on the line. You know, it cut me off too, DL, so I, I said this has got to be a really good topic here. <laughs> 
the show just like that. Whoop, nope, we're not talking. But anyway, so give me give me your feelings on the place where Samson was at that appointed time when he revealed his strength to Delilah. That's where I'd like to start. Okay. Uh, I I don't know, just had a bad connection, couldn't hear you, and then couldn't get back on. It took me a few minutes to get back on, but to God be the glory once again. Um, the the Samson and Delilah situation is, is just, uh, I mean, what I heard and what you were saying and what stuck out to me more than anything was that after the the first two times you didn't get it, you know, that she was trying to kill you, still went back mm-hmm. a third time, and then you you revealed it. Um, and we look at that story, and we say, you know, so that just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it does <laughs> when it comes to the, the spiritual realm, because we do it quite mm-hmm. often. You know, we find ourselves back in the same situations over and over again, but we think that they're different. It's not. It's just that the enemy has come in a different way. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, for for him, um, he didn't recognize it because he was too busy being in the flesh and not the spirit. And that's what I come to mm-hmm. understand. We don't recognize a lot of things, even though it's right there in front of us, because we're in the flesh and we're not in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be at that place and have that relationship with God to understand that we are spirit beings. And in order for us to function the way that God has called for us to function, then we must be spiritual beings. We're so busy Mm -hmm. trying to appease flesh and everybody else that we lose our identity. That's what happened with Samson because he decided that, okay, I'm going to give in to flesh. I'm going to live fleshly. Uh, I'm going to lose my identity, not only my strength, but I I have lost and I have I have lost my identity with the one I identified by. And so mm. it is amazing uh, how we are born originals, but most of us die copies. God mm. is so infinite in His 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 wisdom and what he can do. I mean, he's big enough to be in this world, but small enough to be in, inside of us. That is a miracle in itself. And the compartment right. of God, we will not be yet even begin to understand every compartment and the originality that he has placed in everyone for a unique assignment. But what happens is we get in the flesh and say we want to be like this person, but that's not who God has called you to be. Samson was Different. He couldn't be defeated, but because he wanted to de- give in to flesh, he became like mm-hmm. record where he could be destroyed. You know, and God mm-hmm. still showed His mercy, His grace, and His love by even requesting, "Hey, you know, when He prayed, God give me strength to destroy my enemies." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so God will still uh, be there. For you, but it's amazing um, how we walk this journey, and we lose our identity by the one who identified us. Yes, yes. That's see, that's the point that I'm trying to get to because he lost sight of the fact that his covenant was with God and not in his flesh. I believe that's that's my take on it. We want to um, welcome our other beautiful co-hosts onto the show. Good afternoon, Ms. Tanya. How are you? Awesome. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> we are blessed. We are blessed. But you know what, it, like, so that's my that's my new manager's voice that they have beat me down today. <laughs> I knew what's up, Look, new. That's my I, new manager's. Was, Look, that's my new manager's voice. I'm trying to learn how to talk low. <laughs> oh my god! So are we, are we walking in our managerial role now? Yes, yes, we are. Well, and um, congratulations. we're actually, Look, thank oh, well, you, Congratulations. Praise the Lamb of God. Look, you, okay. God knew you had to be in charge. You 
God knew you had to be in charge. Thank you. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're still trying to figure it out right now because they said I've only been here eight months. And they was they still trying to wonder why I think they promoted me, but we thank God because favor, Amen. You know what I'm Amen. saying? So Amen. Um, we, we thank God. Know. We just I'm gonna tell you like I tell everybody. It just looks good on a resume. Okay, it just looks really good on a resume. It looks good. So here's the deal. It looks good in the heavenlies to say, my God is faithful. He is true to yes. His word. He is not slack yes, he is. in His promises. You know, yes, and delay yes. does not mean denial. They delayed you Amen. for years at your other job, but it did not mean you were being denied for the position that God wanted to place you in. So, Amen. I know Amen. it's so, and I what, to God be the glory, and I didn't even tell you guys that God had, had blessed me uh, with an a engineering job that I actually start uh, tomorrow, and it's so crazy because I asked for a, a certain amount, and the position uh, didn't carry that amount, so they created a new position for me and gave me more than what I asked <laughs> I for. I love it. I love yeah, it. They, I they love did, it. and I was supposed to start Thursday. They called and said, can you start tomorrow? And so, you know, to God be the glory, you know, it's, it's a blessing because I Amen. wanted to get back into engineering because that's where my degree is at. And, uh, you know, right. financially, it could get me to the place that I need to be to do the things that I need to do for the kingdom anyway. And so um, it's, it's mm-hmm. a blessing. They actually created a position so that they could give me the, the money I requested. You know what? Now, see, that's God. Both of your testimonies, that's God. That is God. Pam, let me bring you up to speed, okay? Uh, our topic tonight is what is the source of your strength? And, and I subtitled it the Samson Chronicles. And part of the thing that I really wanted to touch on was, I've, and, and D.L. was just talking about that very thing, is that Samson got to a place that he was so committed to the things of his flesh, to the thing of Delilah, that I believe he really got into a place where he forgot that truly the source of his strength was deeper than the locks on his head. It was deeper than those seven locks of hair that was cut off. It was his commitment and covenant with God. He had a a Nazarene um, oath on his life even from before he was born when the messenger came to his mother and told her, you know, she couldn't drink any strong drink or anything while she was carrying him because this covenant was placed on his life. But once he got it up of with well known because he didn't he wasn't wise but a man of stature let me put it that way you know he got to the place where he sought after the enemy and made the enemy his bedmate think about this his first wife um well his only wife his wife was a philistine okay and then here he gets with delilah who is a philistine he's sleeping with the enemy He's sleeping with the enemy, and he seemed to be drawn to that. And even though he had spoken twice to Delilah and given her erroneous um, information according to what the source of his strength was, finally he gave her his heart. He told her the truth. I believe that at that point, and when he shook himself, when she, she called, it said, the word says that she caused the sleep to fall upon him. We all know how that happened. But anyway, when he awoke and he shook himself, he thought that he would be just as he was before. It never dawned on him that, okay, I've told you about my covenant with God because it wasn't something that I held precious to myself. So I've told you, you know, that my strength is in in my head. And I find it uh, very interesting as well is because it said that she called for a man to shave his head and to shave off the seven locks of his hair. So we know seven was a number of completion. It was that number that God has said, you know, I'm in covenant with you. And he didn't reverence that. He figured, you know, I believe, and this is this is my take on it, and that's why I wanted to hear um, yours and DL's feelings on it, that he had gotten so comfortable with the supernatural anointing that was on his life that he had began to take it for himself. 
that he thought he was the strength of his source and that he could continue to do anything he desired to do and would still carry this supernatural anointing on his life. When he shook himself that last time, he found that to be not true. So what, where I'm coming from and I'd like for you to expound on is your feelings about getting so caught up and used to the, the, the anointing in your life that you take it for granted that it's from you and not from God. Man says, you know, I, I feel like I can probably be the number one to say it because I remember when I first got saved, and I think I've spoke about this before, but all the different gifts that God had equipped me with. And um, not just speaking in tongues, but interpretation of it. And he was showing me in visions and dreams and to be able to prophesy and, 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 and different things like that. And when you, get, when you gather that and he begins to deal with you in such a spiritual way, waking you up in the morning, I remember my mouth literally watering, literally slobbing because I was flipping the pages and he would speak to me through his word. I remember that. I can remember all those things, and I did. I got beside myself. I began to say to myself, how come people just don't go to church all the time? How do you blah this, blah that, you know? And and I began to get in myself because I thought what he had given me was permanent, and I forgot that it was his gift and not my own. And when And sometimes I believe that a lot of us, and I've done it, let me be the first partaker, when he gives you the gift of prophecy, he tell you to speak over someone's life and when you speak it. And then sometimes you got to know when to cut it off when God says that's it. Because you can literally, mm-hmm. uh, the flesh will take over so quick because that's what the devil wants to do. And I remember when the Lord had mm-hmm. to deal with me about that and say, I never told you to go past what I said. And he had to show me in the word. I didn't get it for a while. And when you don't get it, like you're saying, you got to pay penance for it. And I believe that. And it's that's all we can like right now this position kind of different different right now a little difficulties right now because of the company and different things but i realized something sis i can't get up every day and do this job without him and that's what i let him know i can't be nice to people i I can't speak to people kind i can't do anything if it's not for his anointing to help me through this because tanya is all flesh and tanya the things that go on with tanya tanya can't obtain but god can and I just, I just want to tell people, it's so easy to get caught up. It's like, like that's why so many people, I believe, says, gets caught up in title and different things, entitlement. You know, I'm a preacher, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm a, I'm a prophetess, I'm a, I'm a prophet, I'm this and I'm that. I've gone to different things where I've seen people, literally, I can see the Holy Spirit flow. And then I can literally see where the Holy Spirit got cut off and flesh kicks in. It's so mm-hmm. finite. It's so, you know, but I believe that's what's happening a lot of times to the to the um, body of God. I'm on break. You know what I'm saying? On the body of God, you know, mm-hmm. in Christ, because mm-hmm. they use their titles and they forget it's not theirs. It's not their gift. It's what God has given you. And that's what I tell people. Yeah. That's why it's good when you begin to preach. And I remember Pastor Atkinson used to always say, Lord, let me decrease that you may increase in me. Let me take the back seat and you take the wheel. You know, and that's so important to do that because we don't want to lose Christ in our flesh. And because of the way of the world and because flesh is not as powerful as the spirit, but we've used flesh more than the spirit, I believe that's why it takes over more. I agree. I agree. D.L., what are some of the things that we can do to keep us connected in our covenant with God and not begin to believe the hype? It's like when people just start, we've talked about this before, that, you know, people come blow smoke up your butt, tell you how wonderful you are, and all of a sudden you believe the hype and you forget you're nothing without the Spirit of God. How can we guard ourselves from things like that? You know, that is a a really, really good question, Uh, but I think it's a loaded question as well because, as you know, Everybody's circumstance is 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 different um, with how the enemy attacks or how he's going to attack. Uh, the enemy is so conniving and 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 sneaky and 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 just you know all these things that 
you know, he, he, he tries to get beside you and appear to be a friend or, you know, whether it's a, a family member, a loved one, you know, uh, you know, whatever. The enemy uses whomever, <laughs> you know, well, uh, that will, who, he will use whomever uh, allows yeah. him uh, to use them. And Access. so we just mm-hmm. have to, we have to keep our head what I call on a spiritual swivel. Because the enemy gets in, I give you the perfect example. Uh, back in the days, people used to say, "You know what, Lord, I need power to 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 get through this. Lord, I just need your, I need your power, Lord, I need your power." And so, you know, power power is such a strong word. And so, you know, especially for us men, folks, we want the power. Whether we admit it or not, we want that power. So you know, that's what you power, Lord, power. You know, back in the old church. <laughs> but what people don't realize, the enemy say, you know what, I ain't gonna mess with your power. I'm gonna leave that alone. But he'll come in the back door and say, you know what, I'm gonna mess with your joy a little bit. Well, me mm-hmm. well, and joy sound so feminine. So you know what, well, we don't even think about. You know what, hey, you know what, all, all right, well, you mess with joy a little bit, as long as I got my power. But what you have to realize, the joy of the Lord is your strength, which results Mm. in your power. See, Mm. that's how the enemy comes in, because the simple fact is that he has you so focused on this thing where you don't see how he comes in the back door. You're so focused on this power that you say, oh, I'm not worried about Mm. my joy. But as he attacks your joy, you find out that you start losing your strength and resulting in losing your power because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So to answer your question, how do we fight against or come against this thing? Keep your joy in the Lord because that's the thing that's going to be attacked because the simple fact is that if he can attack your joy, you think about it. Whenever we're doing good, the thing that is uh, that attacks us, uh, that is being attacked mostly is your joy on some level, whether it's through your finances. Mm-hmm. But if you can't pay your bills, you definitely ain't joyful. Yeah, that's you, true. You, you, you think about it. If if your body is being attacked, you're definitely not joyful. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, this is why God said everything to have breath, praise the Lord, because the praise brings forth some type of joy, which gives you strength. And in giving you that strength, it releases the blessings from God. So the bottom line is that that's what's to keep your joy. People are like, I'm going to keep this praise in my mouth. All you're really saying is that I'm going to keep my joy. Mm-hmm. Because when all hell breaks loose, you got to go back to the one that created you and say, you know, I'm going to joy, joy, joy. You know what? That's why sometimes you have to Down find in that my song. Soul. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Sometimes you you gotta find that song, and I'm not talking about one of these new Kurt Franklin songs. All oh, that's nice, but you need one of these Negro spirituals that Grandma okay. used to sing. And people miss that. <laughs> Them songs had purpose. These are the songs that I ancestors had power that with. <laughs> right, that they dealt with that brought them through. Situations that they weren't supposed to get through, and so the bottom line is yeah. that don't get me wrong, I I like some of the new artists, but these old spirituals, those are the things that that deals with the indebtedness of your soul and brings joy. That's what the, our ancestors were singing when they were in slavery, and they were dealing with yeah. things they were seeing. Why? Because the the conditions and their lifestyle was so hard. Singing is the thing that brought them joy. Singing is the thing that brought them deliverance. We can call it anything that you want to, but the bottom line is that. Keep your joy in the Lord. You know what, that you just said a mouthful, and you just stirred something within my spirit because I had never thought about the fact that, and, and it's true, and it's not just true for men, but for women, um, in for people in ministry, period, you know, you definitely you yearn for and long after to be endowed with power, the power of God, 
you know, your anointing. Um, you want that anointing to be powerful and what have you. And you 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 do lose sight of the, the importance of joy. You know, it, it's not just on the male side. I mean, I can attest to that, you know. Um, you want to be impactful. You want your ministry to be impactful. Um, not and, and for me, it's not not for my glory, but so that more and more will come to know who God is in the totality yep. of what that means. Amen. You know, yes. Not not just in lip service. Not you know, yeah. Well, I went to church and I got saved and Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But to really come into that intimate relationship with God. Um, that's my yes. heart's desire. That that is what fuels me. That is what drives me to do the things that yes. I do. Because I have learned that without that intimacy with God, you have nothing. Literally, I mean, you know, you may not be in the heaven, but you weren't created for heaven. You were created for earth because there was a job for you to do here. And if you are so focused on just getting to heaven and have forgotten your purpose here, then you've missed the whole purpose of your creation. So my 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 drive is to make sure that people take that time to press into the intimate things of God. And and in demonstration, because God said signs, wonders, and miracles will follow them that believe, so you are always looking for that demonstration of, of God's power in your life. And you are so correct that that can be one of the things that causes you to lose your focus, even though you're focused on this thing, if you forget that it really is about the joy of the Lord that strengthens you, that is where your strength comes from, then you can definitely set yourself up for the enemy to come in. And so thank you for that. That's, that was powerful. That was powerful. Seriously. Um so, Tanya, I'm going to pose the same question to you. What What do you do now? Because, you you know, you've spoken and you said, you know, that you fell prey to feeling that, you know, your giftings and your talents after a while, you know, it was just what it was. You know what I'm saying? How do you guard your heart now? How do you guard the gifts and the talents and everything that God has given you at this stage of your life? You know, I says, um, like you're saying, it's, it really is about intimacy with 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 God, with with Jesus. It's really about getting with Him in a quiet space, whether it's talking to Him, crying out to Him, because He will show you. Just like it took a while for me, but He showed me so many times, and I love Him for loving me that much, because He knew I didn't quite understand. And even though I had fallen, and besides on the side of grace, and I backslid and I did everything, trust me, you know when it's gone. You you know it's almost like mm. somebody give you a million dollars, and then they take a million dollars from you. You know what I'm saying? You feel mm-hmm. the bite. You feel mm-hmm. the pain. You feel the everything that comes with a loss. I don't think it, it can describe losing any type of relationship. I've had lost relationships. I remember the hurt. I, I remember the pain, but nothing like when you know that that Holy Spirit is not there, when you know that mm-hmm. you have done an injustice towards your father. And and that's what mm-hmm. took me so long, sis, because I knew the moment I did it. I, I felt that Holy Spirit leave me. And I know people go, What? I felt it when I when I when I did that sin. I knew. It was an emptiness that I couldn't even explain. It's such a battle and I'm gonna tell the people this. When, when God saves your soul the first time, be strong. Hold on with everything in you because I will say this. I know that he loves me, and I thank God for him. I tell everybody, everybody talk about this promotion, but I said that was God's promise to me, and he kept his promise to me, and I'm so eternally grateful for it because he loves me, and mm-hmm. he's showing me every day that he's God, and he doesn't go back on his word. We do. Amen. We do. Yeah. So, Luke, you know, when I knew in my heart that relationship was off balance, I I was trying everything I could to fight to get it back because that has to be the most important thing in your life to do is guard your relationship with Christ. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing 
is worth it. Nothing is worth sacrificing it for. Says nothing. No money, no man, no nothing. Because coming back, he'll receive you back. But just like David, like he told David, you know, you he forgave David, but what did he say? But you you won't you're not gonna be able to see all of it through. You know what I'm saying? Someone else is gonna run the kingdom. Because it's so I thank God for every moment of his mercy and grace, but I will tell you this. Because I'm older now, sis, and um, as the song says, I'm wiser, so much wiser, I realize mm-hmm. now that even when I'm at work and I, and I deal with a lot of people now, and even being on the level of supervisor, I got people up top of me and I got people up under me. And I can see so many times that people try to come in and steal that joy, but I'm going to tell you like I tell them. I will hold up the church finger in a minute and tell them this, just like I had to tell my boss. You and no one is going to be worth my joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. So whatever you choose to do, you go ahead and do it. But I'm not going there anymore because it's not worth it anymore. Mm. I hope I answered that for you. Amen, amen. Dia, I I want you to talk about the practical side. We've talked about the spiritual side. As a man, how do you guard yourself from the enticement of the Delilahs that are out there as a man in the natural? <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> um, the, the, the truth is, is that every everybody has um, – from a man's perspective and Delilah. I think a lot of times um, I say this, and I've even said it in my shows, and people laugh, but it's a God knows truth. Everybody's Delilah is different. Everybody's Delilah is different. My Delilah happened not to be women. I didn't have a problem with women on the road. You know, um, I had a problem with honey buns. That, I mean, and people laugh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Did you say honey bun? Like honey bun? Yes. 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 Right. My thing is that has been my issue. You know what I'm saying? And and the the mm. bottom line is that what I can say is that everybody falls short. We all have fallen short in some part of our life. Absolutely. What I come to realize Absolutely. is that when you realize that you can't handle a certain situation from a practical standpoint, you cannot mm-hmm. uh, defeat it. Sin is a law. It's, it's going to happen on some level. But in order to defeat it, not only do you have to be in God, you have to keep yourself out of certain situations. Stop thinking you can handle the situation that you really are not equipped to handle. See, here's the thing. Mm. The wisest man in the Bible fell to a woman The strongest man in the Bible fell to a woman And a man after God's own heart fell to a woman We're talking about Samson, Solomon, and David All of them mm-hmm. fell to women So who do we think we are? I mean, really mm. We can't do it yep. So the bottom line so is that, line I, say, that I, say, I, say, I say I say I say I say Women wasn't my problem. Women wasn't my problem because, because I okay, gave myself somebody get out of situation. Honey buns were my problem. Yeah, I got an echo. Okay, you so better? You straight now. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Women weren't my problem on the road because I kept myself out of certain situations. Basically, what I did when the show was over, I either had a friend, a colleague there that came back to my hotel room with me, or I left. And when I left, I locked myself in my room, and I did not answer my door. So Mm. you keep yourself out of certain situations. The reason why honey buns was my problem, and I know this is a crazy comparison, the reason why honey buns were my problem because I was always in the store. And every time I seen a honey bun, it said, DL, you know you want me. And I'm like, yeah, because I've seen it. So the, 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 the bottom line is that you keep yourself. So in order to eliminate any situation, what you do is you don't put yourself in those situations. 
So as tough as it was, what I did was, you know, you start packing your food. So you don't have to go to um, a store, you know, late night to try to grab something or, or be something. It's just using, when you say practical, it's really using common sense. You know, if right. I cannot necessarily um, conquer this, this this thing, you know, what I do is I keep myself out of certain situations. And that's mm-hmm. what I say to all men. You you have to keep yourself out of certain situations, um, and you have to remove you have to remove yourself from that situation because you might make it out the first time. God knows you might be strong the first time, but you know what, Samson he 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 actually he made it out. You know three. He you know he got well I say twice the third time he he, he failed. But what I'm saying is that, yeah. yeah, you keep rubbing that head and things of that nature, you're going to fail. I don't care how strong you are. He's strong as a man. You know so, something that dropped you... in my spirit as you were saying mm-hmm. what you did about your honey buns? And, th- and this is on the for real. This is on the for real. When you would see the honey buns in the store, would you bring them back to your room with you? I have a reason for asking that question. So you would go to the yeah, store, yeah. you see the honey bun in the store. Would you bring it back to your room? Yes, sir. The ones that made it. This is why I asked you. I understand. But but here's my here's my point, okay? While you went to your room and you locked the door and you didn't open the door for the women because you knew to gird yourself up with that, but while that was locked on the outside of the door, one thing, the other thing you brought into the room with you, and that was like your consolation prize. Like, okay, so I am not going to allow the women in, but I can bring my honey buns in, and I can indulge in the honey bun, but I'm cool because I left the women out on the other side of the door. You see what I'm saying? And and what what is in my spirit to say and just to put out there is to be mindful that while you're shutting one thing out, don't leave yourself right. open you and go. vulnerable for another thing. And that's exactly my that's exactly my point that I was getting to. It's just like I said before about power and joy. So you think you're locking yourself, mm-hmm. you're locking out one thing, but you're letting another thing in. And so what ends up happening mm-hmm. is that you it's not the women that's destroying your ministry. Now it's being unhealthy that's destroying your ministry. Mm-hmm. So and the it's enemy destroying your life. that's what it's like we even right. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's the, the why I say the enemy he's conniving because you know like you said mm-hmm. yeah you shut out the women but you indulge it in something else mm-hmm. that's literally going to do the same thing it's going to destroy you the enemy doesn't care how he destroys you uh, he would like to destroy you real quick but he'll take a slow death as well mm-hmm. you know as long as it destroys you. Hmm. Yeah, he's got patience. He he will wait. He he will wait. You know, where we be on yes, the fast track and gotta have it now, your enemy will wait for you. Yes he will. Yes he, he will. will lay yes, in the will. and just wait until that opportune time. Yeah. You know? wine and dine mm-hmm. you, whatever it takes. I agree. Whatever it takes. He will wine and dine you. He will do whatever. You know, and you gotta understand. He's not going to always come the way that you think he's going to come. And it was just right. like after the Lord delivered me, after I came back out of the world and I, and, I, and I was like running back home to Christ. I never forget. It was like, Lord, why are these men still reacting this way towards me? And he told me, because you still have the spirit of Delilah on you. And I mm. literally, I, that blew me back. And I had to pray for that spirit. And like you're saying, you can sometimes get so busy Warding off the big things that you can see, but it's those little things that the enemy will come to destroy you or try to steal your joy or mm-hmm. whatever he can. It's not necessarily the big mm-hmm. things. It's those little things. Like I tell people all the time, people go, they get on my nerves. Stop saying that. 
You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. eventually, if you keep saying it, everything's going to get on your nerves. See, but people don't realize something's mm-hmm. getting on your nerves. That's robbing you of your joy. Because you're breeding that's that negativity, literally. Mm-hmm. Yes, constantly. And I tell people all the time to, at work, you know, when I, what's wrong? The Lord is telling me to tell people right now, you have one life, one mm-hmm. chance on this earth. What are you doing with the talent that he has given you? No, nobody's yeah. perfect. Yes, if you roller skate, you're going to fall eventually. If you're a bike rider, you keep riding bikes, eventually you may get in a wreck, or however it may be. But that doesn't mean that, that you stay down. You dust yourself off, you get back up, and you keep running. Because that's what yeah. it's all about. The race is not won by the swift, it said, or the one that's the fastest. But he that endures to the end. And when yeah. you do fall, repent. And ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to forgive you, and he will, and then move mm. on. Because, see, I didn't get that. He had forgiven me, but I didn't know how to move on. See, I felt like if I moved mm. on, that I wasn't truly letting him know how sorry I was for what I had done. So I held on wow. to it. But I didn't realize that I was sinning worse because I held on to it, and I took so many years that I couldn't receive my blessing because I was stuck. Of not forgiving myself. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Seriously, you know, and because so, so many do that exact same thing. It's like God has forgiven you, and now He wants to clean you and and place you where He's always wanted you to be. But because you're still holding on to the guilt and the shame, you won't allow yourself to be placed yes. in a in a, um, a position of blessing. That is powerful exactly because right. a lot of people do that. A lot of people do mm-hmm. that. All of a sudden, you're so unworthy that God, even though God wants to bless you, that is his desire to bless you, you won't allow the blessing to flow because you feel so unworthy. You do not receive what, this is real, you don't receive what Christ did for you on the cross. You don't receive it. Exactly. And here, here's another thing. As I'm saying this, God has just given this to me. It's like you have made one sin worse than another. So you have yes. relegated yourself to because I did this. If I had only did just that, I'd be okay. He could cleanse me and I'd be cool. But because I did this, now it's unforgivable. I'm, I'm unlovable. I, I am not yes. worthy of, of grace and mercy, and blessing, um, and, and I, we are speaking to somebody that's going to hear this, whether they're on the line right now or they listen to it in the archive, and we are here to tell you that's the whole purpose of Christ sacrificing himself on the cross, that no matter what it is you have done, sin is sin, and he did it so yes. that you could be worthy. He counted you worthy. Whether you count yourself worthy or not, he counted you worthy. He counted you so worthy that he laid down his life for you. That's how worthy he counted you. So you've got to stop walking around saying how unworthy you are when he paid the ultimate price for you to be worthy to be used of God. Amen. And that's where the scripture comes in. Right. Right, for there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Right. And that's what that means. Yes. He died on the cross. He paid it all. And you know what? So you fall. And sometimes we do. It's so easy with the things that are in the world that we're dealing with to get tempted. But mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. if you fall, mm-hmm. not saying that you have, you, whatever, but if you do, then you pick yourself back up. You dust yourself off. You tell mm. the devil that God has forgiven you, and you're going to forgive yourself, mm. that Jesus loves you, and you love yourself. Okay. Because I'm telling somebody, that's the worst sin that you can do is not love yourself. Anybody tell mm. you that it's okay to love everybody else but not love yourself, then that's a lie because I told myself mm. that. I can love people. Mm. I don't love myself, but I love people. See, that's where the enemy had me twisted. See, you can't give true mm. love if you don't know what true love is within yourself. You can't do mm. it. It doesn't operate. It won't work. You can pretend 
You can put on clothes, makeup, jewelry, perfume, whatever. But when you're not real inside, you're not real at all. So that's that's, right. the, that's what this you've always taught us on the show. The other spoke about it. I've spoken about it. We've had many people speak about it. That God is love. He doesn't he doesn't do like the devil does. The devil will hate you. He will put you in a cross and leave you. He will that's what mm-hmm. he wants to do. But when you know mm-hmm. who you are in Christ, and that's what that's about, that relationship. Who are you in Christ? Then nothing he can do. Say, who shall separate you from the love of God? Nor death, nor height, nor principality in high places. Nothing shall. Then believe that because that's the word, and the word don't lie. Amen. 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 That's that's good. That's good. That's powerful. You know, Again, where did your strength come from? You know, we've talked on the joy of the Lord. We've talked on the sacrifice of the Lord. Everything all stems from one source, and that's the Lord. Your strength comes from him. Your gifts come from him. Your talents come from him. Your forgiveness comes from him. So don't ever begin to believe the hype and all the things that everybody has said to you or about you. Recognize at all times in your life that you are nothing, can do nothing aside from what God has given you the ability to do. Even in the story of Samson, God still, even though Samson just, you know, he did not value that that God had given him, because obviously, you know, for him just to toss it aside the way he did, okay, well, this is what it is, you know. Then you, you, you took your, your value of the things of the flesh and you put it over the value of the covenant that God had made with you. But even in that, one would say he was punished um, because he was beaten. He was made, his eyes were gouged out. He was made to do tasks that, you know, they they accounted to him in the strength that he once had. They made him to try to do the same task in that force of strength, which he no longer had. However, God was still an awesome and a faithful God, even in his wrong, even in the fact that he cast away the, the precious gift and promise that God had given him. When he yet prayed and said, give me strength, to bring bring down my enemy, he yet knew. He came to himself, just like the prodigal son. He came to himself. He recognized where his strength came from. He said, God, give me strength one more time. And God honored that. And the word of God says that in his death, he killed more Philistines than he did in his living. So don't ever think that you're at a place where God won't hear you, where God won't honor you. But the key is is to keep and recognize where does your strength come from. I have shared this before, and, and it, it's something that I, I keep in the forefront of my mind and in my heart, and, and, and it's because it keeps me humble that years ago God told me, he said, no man will rally or in what I am going to do for you. It will be me. No man will get the glory out of what I'm going to do for you. And that was powerful for me. That was great. But what was even more powerful was a few years later he had to remind me that that meant me as well. When he said, no man, I am of that human species, he was talking to me as well. So I had to understand and recognize even I would not get the glory out of what he was going to do. So where I thought that I was this great, the it girl, the go-to girl, I was all of that, I had to recognize and understand that without God, I was a nothing girl, okay? Go to if you want to. She don't have nothing for you. She has nothing for you. So I have to understand my wisdom, my discernment, whatever it is that God chooses to pour out of me on behalf of others, that comes from him. And the glory all belongs to him because even I cannot glory in what he's doing in my life. Amen. 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 That's That's powerful, Elder. 
No, that's really powerful what you just Amen. said. Amen. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. So what you're basically saying is some of us need to get out of the way of ourselves. Because sometimes it's not always the enemy. <laughs> Wait, back I remember this. some of us need to. How, how about yeah. all of us need to? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just trying to put. I was just trying to be light, because you know what? I'm gonna tell yeah, you tell something. The truth. I remember all of us. Pastor said. Pastor said, one day, the devil was sitting on the curb, and a man walked up and said, "What's wrong with you, devil? Why are you crying?" He said, "Cause I'm so tired of people blaming me sometimes for things I did not do." And a lot of times we're in the way. And we said, that ain't nothing but the mm-hmm. devil. Well, that's you. Mm-hmm. And you got to mm-hmm. understand when the mm-hmm. Lord gave me the word enemy, he said, the, it's the inner me. I can't say it, but it's mm-hmm. the enemy, Father. He said, it's the inner me. And I said, the mm-hmm. inner me? It's the inner you. Yeah. In other words, it's That me. a lot of times <laughs> cause it's half me. the destruction on your life. Mm. Wow! 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 The the one thing I wanted to say, and 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 I, I say this quite often, um, and when you were talking, Minister uh, Colette, about just you know how we try to measure sin, you know, one bigger than the other. This mm-hmm. has remained. This has been a true statement through my life. No matter what decision you make, no matter how big or how small your decision is, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to add to your life or take away from it. There is no in-between. There is no middle ground. People always think, well, you know what? This is a, oh, I've always heard a little white lie. No, it's a lie. It ain't no lie. It ain't no little lie. It ain't no big lie. A lie is a lie. You can try to put that adjective up there, but it's going to do one or two things. It's going to add to your life or it's going to take away from it. When my cousin uh, that I was very close with, like my brother, um, decided to rob some Mexicans, make a long story short, uh, he got shot in the back of the head and died. And I, I think about that every now and then, and I say to myself, when he woke up that morning, did he think that he was going to die? And if he mm. did, would he have made that same decision? Wow. And I'm pretty sure I could say no. But he thought, they schemed the plan, and he thought, oh, this is not going to lead to my death. Every decision mm. you make, no matter how big or small, Going to add right. to your life or take away from it. There is yeah. no in between. So I said, be prayerful in every decision you make, not just when you're choosing a spouse, but even when you're yeah. choosing what to eat. Amen. Amen. There's a thin line between that. It is definitely, definitely. Truth, truth, truth. Well, we have come to the end of the show. But I think it's been an excellent show. I thank both of you for all of your input um, and wisdom. You know, I don't know if you guys are noticing, but for me, I, I think our shows become more and more in-depth as we go along, seriously, the wisdom that God has given each of us to share with our audience. And I'm, I'm so thrilled with that, you know, that God just continually pours out his spirit um, for those that are listening, and for us, we we always go come away with nuggets that has blessed each of us. So I thank God. I thank God. Well, I'm glad we're back on track, and so we will be back with you next Sunday night, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same God channel, same God network. God bless you all. I love you guys. We love you guys. I love you guys. Y'all be blessed. Okay. Let's keep it real